Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello, ladies and germs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dilton Dilltown Paul. I'm Johnny. I'm Spencer. Here on Dilltown Paul, we go on Wikipedia. We go Greg Markle. Let me talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> you know what I was All thinking? All from a beehive. <laughs> you know what I was thinking today? I was walking down the street, and I thought to myself, What a wonderful world. <laughs> what? I see skies are blue. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, no. So, no? I thought to myself, What a wonderful <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Such a huge percentage of just my interaction with people, uh huh, is performative. Okay, interesting. Like, and what what I mean is not even like I kind of have a work like deal, and I'm not necessarily totally myself at work. Mm-hmm. What I mean, it's recording podcasts. It's like doing shows. I think I think a good chunk of it, uh, w- with the exception of like spending hanging out with Jessica, right? Everyone else, it's like yeah, I know what you mean. It's like she's the only person you're like, okay, can I just be normal for once? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though it feels like you're being normal while you're in the moment, but mm-hmm. then later you're like, that wasn't even me. Why but even I? this, I mean, most of the time that mm-hmm. we hang out is just this. Yeah, um, yeah, it's basically true. Yeah, it's and yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, no, I, I yeah, and and we're more or less ourselves on this, but definitely. Well, yeah. st- Still more performative than we would be. Yes, that that is true. That's true, Johnny. It's funny you should say that. Um, while I was in class today, actually, uh, something like that happened where I was like, um, the teacher called me to read a, a thing, and as I was reading it, I chose to be like, to put like an inflection in my voice and like uh, say it like in an interesting way so people would be like engaged. Um, and then after I was done, it got a laugh. In more younger, in more vulnerable yeah, I did, years. I did a little bit of a Cockney uh, drawl. And no, it was like, um, we're, it's a Japanese class. So we're trying to, basically it was like a, a writing exercise for children. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of it, it asked a few questions. Um, uh, it was like, like who, who's, it was basically, it was a drawing of a man, like a stick figure man in a, in a hole. So mm-hmm. it was, so it was getting you to ask questions about the guy. Like think about these questions and, you know, so it was like, Who's in the hole? What's why is he in the hole? Who put him in the hole? And I, said, I said it like that, and, and I got a big laugh, which made me laugh too. And then the teacher was like, "Oh, you're like a voice actor." Did you say who put him in the hole in Japanese? Uh, no, I uh, yeah, I sure did. How do you say hole in Japanese? Uh, uh, Anna. I don't know how to say hole in French. Yeah, well, I only know because we just learned it today. How would you say hole? How the fuck would you say hole? Uh, subete. That's know. a that's a pun. <laughs> I just said the word for entirely. Uh, w h o l e. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Sure. 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 You got to be kind of smart to. Uh, let's get an article. Let's get an article. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've gotten this. Oh, boy. 
boy. Who knows? I mean, with all my episodes we've been recording and not releasing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 1973 CECAFA Cup. I do remember you having trouble with a, a soccer thing <clears throat> like this. I believe we had the CONCACAF Cup last time, though. Well, yeah. Do I know what this is? Kefa. Kefkafa. Kefkafa. The 1973 Kefkafa Cup was the inaugural edition of the Kefkafka Cup and was held <laughs> in Uganda. The Kefkafka Cup <laughs> is considered Africa's oldest football tournament and involves teams. Uh, this maybe sounds we did get familiar. This. Uh, involves teams from Central and Southern Africa. The matches in the 1973 tournament were played from 22 September 1973 until 29 September 1973. Uh, The tournament was originally the Gossage Cup or Gossage Cup uh, contested by the four nations of Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and Zanzibar. Uh, running from 1929 until 1965. In 1967, this became the East and Central African Senior Cup Challenge, often shortened simply to the Challenge Cup, uh, which was competed for five years until 71 before the Kefkafa Cup was introduced in 73. Uganda hosts won the cup, beating Tanzania 2-1 in the final. Uh, the tournament lacked a third place playoff, so runners up in the group stages, Kenya and Zambia, shared third place. Oh, that's nice. After Uganda and Zambia drew in the group stages with the same number of points. Okay, this is just stuff that doesn't yeah, make sucks. sense to me. You know what I was watching today? <clears throat> Soccer? No, God mm-hmm. forbid. <laughs> um, I was watching. I feel like I saw a five minute version of this a number of years ago. And thought to myself, wow, this should. I would love to just watch tons of this. Wait, can I guess? Yes. Is it that ping pong thing? No. Okay. What is that? The the Japanese thing? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I thought you were going to say that. No. Uh, this is, uh, at least, I haven't got to investigate further, but at least one half hour video has been made of an actual like dialect coach uh, critiquing uh, performances uh, from movies. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and in this, in this particular one, it wasn't dialects. He was uh, uh critiquing but um, I don't remember the word for it but uh, maybe like ideologues was maybe the word for it basically someone's specific way of talking for example Will Smith doing Muhammad Ali in Ali whoa yeah how'd he do <clears throat> very good and, and, rules. yeah and there's a couple that were like hit, hit or miss and uh, <laughs> like like one that was clearly like him having a little bit of fun it was uh, uh, who's that cowboy John Wayne John Wayne starred as Genghis Khan in a movie once, and he sounds exactly like John Wayne. So this dude was like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, like, like Will Smith crushed. I think the very first one was, um, I was in Jamie Foxx as Ray Charles. And he was just like, man, this, he is crushing it. Like, look at like, cause when Ray Charles talks, I'm, I'm sure you've seen like, he's, he smiles a lot. Right. Yeah. So, so that causes his like mouth to be in a certain way all the time. So oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Just like little things like that. Like the physical physicality of a person will actually influence how they're, they speak. Yeah. Have I ever told you about this video that some friends showed me of the, these, these like, it's like a professor or something who studies Shakespeare and he recites some Shakespeare, but like, you know, when you see Shakespeare now, it's usually done in a very uh, proper, like British accent. Yeah, sure. Like a old, like a new time. Yeah. Like current day. Uh, but they were they're like that's not what people fucking sounded like. Back sure, then. sure. And they so they'll read like a passage or they'll like recite a passage like how you hear it now, mm-hmm. and then they recite it like the way it would have been spoken. It <laughs> is crazy because it all like makes sense. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Like, 
shit like rhymes the the flow makes sense because you're not like ramming like words that are too long into right. 400 it's, years of like linguistic evolution it's incredible it's like it's like unlocking like a secret to this it's it's so, it's so funny. fucking cool and, and i bet they don't teach it that way because they it would be quote unquote like harder mm-hmm. but really it'd probably be easier right right <clears throat> it's it's gosh it, it was incredible which is uh, I don't I haven't looked into this since high school, but I remember hearing a theory that uh, w- one possible theory of who Shakespeare was or whatever was just like a collection of people. Mm-hmm. Is there any validity to to anything that other than him just being one person? I don't know. I think the maybe the theory came from like how could one dude like put out like forty all time classic plays? Is my guess. Let me ask my friend Stephen King. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a very good rebuttal to that. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's not that hard. Do you think? Uh, I mean, Shakespeare had some stinkers too. You know. Oh sure, right. He had a he had a good hit ratio. Mm-hmm. Right. But also, I think it's more honestly about what wound up being found or saved more than anything else uh, of his or in general, in general. Yeah, I think you're right. I think like, Oh, these are the plays that we have from this time. So sort of going to keep, aren't they these? good? Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. I think you're totally right. Um, that'd be kind of funny if there was just like a dozen other, like way better playwrights from the time mm-hmm. period, but we just like, well, yeah, they, uh, all this stuff burned up in a fire, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah totally. And how much of it, is it a factor of like, well, someone in like, you know, 1750 decided Shakespeare was a guy that they're going to teach in school. And then that just became the dude they taught. Yep. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, yeah. It'd be, I'd be curious to see like what would be like what would be the best possible curriculum given like all the information in the world that we know. <sighs> like, is there a like, yeah, we learn algebra, but really we should be learning, you know, whatever else. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder like how much how much like smarter we could be. You know something that like trips me up in the head big time. What's that? Um, our numbers are base ten, right? But then there are other ways to do math that is not base ten, right? And I can't even like wrap <laughs> my to... idiot brain around that. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know. I think m- Mayans maybe were like base sixty. Base sixty. I can't. I. I mean that like doesn't even. <laughs> well, I have the same problem with like music when I'm trying to understand what like. You know, like this is a bad example, but like three oh, eighths time, sure. You know, um, but like anything that's not like a divisible by four number on the bottom, basically, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Or maybe no, the bottom is the. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The point is, time signatures fuck me up. Well, the bottom is the note that gets a single mm-hmm. beat. So it would always be divisible by four. Yeah, probably. Are there third notes? Are there third notes? Or, or triplets? Would it just be, yeah, but those aren't. I don't know what those are. Well, the that's just like fitting three like eighth notes into a half note space, basically. Or three quarter notes. No. Three <sighs> it, it's like three yeah, three quarter notes into a half note. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Who knows? We don't know anything about music over here. Uh oh, there's one. There's one, if it's like seven eighths time, um, the way you like 
think in your head it's like a there's like a thing that you say uh, like a, a sentence like helps you keep time or yeah something. it's like going to the very good store or so it's, it's, <laughs> it's something like that going to the very good store <laughs> okay so it's just a b52 song these like yeah. yourself over and over again they did lots of seven eight yeah um honestly though maybe yeah oh fuck yeah, music theory is really interesting to me. I don't know anything about it, and I don't mm. want to try to learn about it. It's too far. We're too f- way too late. Yeah, like I thought about taking like a class in college. And I was like, no, just, just no. Ship sailed. Ship sailed. Ship is well sailed. But just like the way that like certain sounds or tones, like um, even music's different places. That's what the, that was what I was going to lead into. Like, I wonder if like like if we heard a tone that made us think of like um, like a good person or something, right? Like, oh, that sounds like an angelic. T-. Like maybe like. Somewhere else, they'd be like, "Oh, that's the sound of a bad person." That'd or, be crazy. Or is it universal? Like, or is there any sound that's like kind of a universal like feel to it? Like, like if you heard like a sad emo song here, would you would you know it was a sad emo song if you didn't speak English? Yeah, exactly. And you're just yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're like in the Russian Siberian steppes, or you know. Well, I think like there are some, but it's not music. Like mm. a baby crying, that, that's like instinctual. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Or like a dog laughing. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Um, I saw a thing today on on uh, your something, something that's shown on your Twitter. It was a Garfield board game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was uh, Jamie. Yeah, that's right. And it confused me because the the front of it said something like uh, basically the it was trying to act like the the phrase putting one over on Garfield was as classic as lasagna and naps and hating Mondays. It was very strange. And I felt like, did I miss? I mean, I've read a lot of Garfield and I don't recall John ever putting one over on Garfield. To me, it seemed like they just needed a game mechanic. We'll, we'll figure out what to call this mechanic at some other point. We'll just put this in as a placeholder. Like, what is that? I don't even fully grasp the meaning of it. Like, well, because it, so it was like, um, one of them was like, you know, give Garfield lasagna. Sure. Move two spaces. Right. Another one was like, I think it was like trick Garfield into taking a nap. Trick him. He's already that. halfway to nap town. <laughs> Move two spaces. So it's like, well, what's another thing? So both of those are putting one over on him. You know, it's like the same thing already. It's just a less specific version of what you're already yeah, doing. I don't know, man. Now, the artwork for it was also... To me, indicative of like early yeah. Garfield. So it was like. Also, it seemed like Garfield was your opponent. <laughs> yeah, on the game board, he has his claws out. Yeah. Like, when does he ever do that? <laughs> so crazy. It's like they didn't know. They just lessened the character's look mm-hmm. and didn't really do the research. Fight Garfield. <laughs> Fight Garfield. You play the dog, Dodie. Dodie? The dog, Dodie? Did you do your research? Yeah, you and you and your good friend Normal team up against Doty to fight Juan. <laughs> to, to fight Garfield and Juan Carbuncle. <laughs> Juan Carbuncle's in the house and he's got his dent, dentist girlfriend. <laughs> Juan Carbuncle. What was John's girlfriend's real occupation? I, I, uh, wasn't she a, uh, a doctor? Was she? Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Well, this game is perfect for you. <laughs> Juan Carbuncle is very funny. Juan Carbuncle is so funny. <laughs> <sighs> Are those all the characters in the in the the uh, the Garfield verse? Garfield verse, yeah. 
Well, then there's also, you know, with Garfield and Friends, oh, the cartoon, yeah. there were like all the farm Sheldon animals. Nurgle. Nurgle. <laughs> I don't remember Sheldon. Me too. <laughs> I don't remember Sheldon's like brother. Egbert? Damn, did I just get that? Is it Egbert? Dilbert. It's Dilbert, it? Dogbert, and Catbert. That's right. And the boss. <laughs> the pointy-haired boss. Does he have a name? I think it's just his name. I think it's the boss, yeah. Man, I used to, I used to read Garfield and, and Dilbert, and uh, I don't know if I ever thought they were funny, but I just I I consumed did, them. I did as well, which is so weird because we were kids, so right. Mondays didn't really matter. No. And office culture certainly no, did not matter. not at all. I don't know why that resonated with us. Yeah, I, I, I checked out like three or four Dilbert books from the library. Like, I loved Dilbert. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I also did read like Farside and Calvin and Hobbes too, and Dick Tracy. So I don't know what that means. Farside makes maybe a little more sense. Calvin yeah. and Hobbes makes a lot more sense. Calvin and Hobbes was my entry point into comics. Farside is weird, but it's it's not. Um, there is nothing specific to an age group no. or an occupation. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like this oh, is weird. It's a weirdo thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's something for everybody. Um, oh man! I don't know. Were there what? I was just thinking of my favorite far side. Well, I know what your favorite far side I know. is. I mean, I've said it like a hundred times on this show. You want to say it again? Yeah. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I mean, you're not. It is good. It's everybody. But it's two guys sitting on a bench in hell, and one of them leans over to the other one. And he just whispers, "I hate this place." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so it's, good it's probably like honestly like a masterpiece it, 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 uh, it yes yes it's it's like such a concise and and multi-layered joke yeah yeah it just really tickles me that you like yeah like there's yeah there's so much to it that is all just encapsulated in this this yeah. feeling that it's like when you like we were talking about not too long ago, like when you throw a baseball, you don't know that you're doing all this, all these calculations. It's, That's exactly, it's that, it's but, that, but perfect, for a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, it, yeah, it really might be like, what do you think? Like the funniest joke is that's, I mean, it's subjective. So, right. And is, it would also change depending on uh, your culture or whatever. Yeah. Like I, uh, I was just, uh, or maybe, maybe not even, Maybe the funniest sort of you could drop other things in, but this is like these are the bones of the funniest joke, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, the the bones of the funniest joke is, is just like uh, um, subverting expectation. And that's what gets like surprise is what makes you laugh. Yeah. yeah. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a fun answer, but that's how that's how jokes do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think isn't that why people like. Th- things like roller coasters or whatever, like essentially it's like you, you think you're about to, this isn't what's actually, th- this is like deep down in your brain. Like you think you're about to die and then the relief, relief of not dying causes euphoria. It's something oh, like that. That's, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know what getting caught off guard, what, what that is. Oh, it's like your brain is creating new like neural pathways to, to like, this sounds true. Yeah. To like get the joke, like, Whoa! Yeah, because it didn't, it couldn't get it before, and yeah. it had to create new brain shit. To yeah, sure. To laugh, you know. Yeah, you need that new brain shit. Got to gotta get that new brain shit. 
<laughs> Smell you later. <laughs>